Hey, I'm Carmen. I'm a teacher, fellow ADHDer, and a certified life coach. I created this podcast to help people like you live the life they want to live. Let's chat about the struggles, the different things that we face, the latest research, and some of my favorite tips on how to cope with this neurodevelopmental disorder of ADHD. Let's get started. Hey, adhd I see you. If you'd like to take the strategies and tips that I share in this podcast further, head to my show notes and click the link to join Focused. It is the ADHD program for adults created by Kristen Carter, who has ADHD herself. So the platforms are ADHD friendly and the transformations that I've made since I joined have been amazing. If you head to my show notes and use that link, not only do you save $50 in your first payment, but I get a credit to my account too. We all win. Go to my show notes now if you want more of these tips, strategies, and in-depth ways to manage your ADHD. You can also download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started making your own podcast to share your voice. All right, my friends, back to the show. Before we get started, I just want to shout out to the app that sponsors this podcast, Anchor. This app, Anchor, is the easiest podcast app to use and it's free and it helps people like you and me spread awareness give tips, advice, and create safe communities to help each other live our best lives. So I want to thank Anchor for helping me create this podcast. Back to the show. Hi, welcome to another episode of Authentically ADHD. I'm so glad you decided to press play, especially with the title that I decided to go with, which is lies that our ADHD brain tells us and a major brain hack at the end um, that I'm going to share with you that my coach shared with me that really, really helps me when I'm having trouble with cognitive distortions or the lies that our ADHD brains tell us. So let's get started. So I said that we were going to chat today about the lies that our ADHD brains tell us. Now I want you to be clear on this. This does not only apply to ADHD. 
Um, cognitive distortions are irrational thoughts that can influence your emotions. And actually, everybody experiences cognitive distortions to some degree. But in their more extreme forms, with our emotional dysregulation, they can be harmful. Not always, but they can be. And it's good to be aware of how these cognitive distortions pop up because they show up as these sneaky little lies that our brain tells us. And here's one that might um, kind of surprise you. And it's, this will just take five minutes. Think about it. When was the last time that you said that, my fellow ADHDer, and four hours later you found yourself still immersed in the same task or completely immersed in a different one? This is called magical thinking. And it's basically thinking magically, like that, oh, because I said it was going to take five minutes, it'll just take five minutes. Or because I am a good person, bad things shouldn't happen to me. It's magical thinking. If you haven't actually timed the task, it probably doesn't just take five minutes if it's a task for an ADHD brain. Another one that we do is we say things like we are always late or we can never be organized or that we are always um, messy this is called all or nothing or black and white thinking. Anytime you're thinking in an absolute, like using the word always, never, every, um, that's all or nothing or black and white thinking. Your thinking um, is very linear in that way and usually it's negatively about yourself. Um, I mean, if you're saying like, I'm always fabulous, that's also all or nothing thinking because you're not always fabulous, but you're not always horrible. You're probably great most of the time and everybody has bad days. Another cognitive distortion or lie that our brain tells us is this is the worst thing that could ever be happening to me. This is called catastrophizing and it's seeing only the worst possible outcomes of a situation and only seeing the worst in situations. So there is something called toxic positivity, which I'll probably, that's a whole nother episode, but catastrophizing is toxic negativity because it's just negative on top of worst on top of negative outcome. And this kind of goes along with overgeneralization so seeing the worst possible outcomes is making broad interpretations, which is overgeneralizing. So sometimes with ADHD, when we experience something and we have an interpretation about it, like um, I felt awkward during a job interview, so I'm always awkward. Well, are you awkward with your family? Are you awkward with your loved ones? probably not as awkward or you don't feel awkward. Notice how you may not feel awkward around these people, but your awkward quirks might still come out, but they love you. Whereas in a job interview, you're more self-conscious about some of maybe the quirks that you think are weird or 
awkward. So this leads me into my next um, cognitive distortion, which is personalization. This is something that is really, really difficult for ADHDers to um, come to terms with and, and kind of deal with because it, it, it's the belief that one is responsible for events outside of their own control. So thinking that if you did something more for someone else and that would make them happier with you, or thinking that if you did more work at your job that you would just be more productive and more successful when you might actually be burning yourself out. Um, these personalization things uh, tend to happen with ADHD a lot and it's because we have that rejection sensitivity. We're afraid of being rejected so we personalize everything so it, it kind of goes hand in hand because we personalize things that are even out of our control. Um, those things are, they seem so much more catastrophizing and it's, it goes hand in hand too. So one of the ways to get kind of over that personalization is radical acceptance. And that is making a list of things that are not in your control and it does take practice. And I, I'm not, I'm versed, but not, I'm still not perfectly practiced. I don't know if anybody's like perfectly practiced in any of these things, but you know, we're all human. So I'll just leave it there. Um, another thing that ADHDers do a lot is called mind reading. And it's Another form of jumping to conclusions, which is interpreting the meaning of a situation with not much evidence. So mind reading is also is a form of it, um, jumping to conclusions. Uh, say you're texting with somebody and you receive a text and in your brain it perceives some type of tone with the text. When the person who sent it didn't send it with any type of tone, but you read it that way. You're trying to read their mind and you jump to conclusions. We as ADHDers, because we feel so strongly, we sometimes like to think that we know what others are feeling or thinking. And that's not always the case, especially over a text message. <laughs> there are other ways that this pops up. Um, like, uh, here is an example. She would not go out on a date with me. She probably thinks I'm ugly. That's mind reading. You just thinking that you know what somebody else feels about you or about something that you can't even control. Um, something else that we do is fortune telling. So an expectation that a situation will turn out badly with any adequate evidence. And that is another part of that catastrophizing. We also like to do this other one, which is kind of funny. It's called emotional reasoning. It's not funny, but it's funny because we have emotional dysregulation. So our brain likes to throw out thoughts that help us feel better emotionally. Notice how I separated thoughts and emotion there. We'll get back to that. <laughs> 
So emotional reasoning, reasoning sounds like, I feel like a bad friend, therefore I must be a bad friend. Just because you feel like you're being a bad friend does not mean that you must be a bad friend. If you feel like a bad friend, maybe ask the person that you feel like a bad friend to if they feel like you're being a bad friend. Because chances are they probably don't because we like to emotionally reason with ourselves and say things like, oh, they're not answering my text because they're probably mad at me. Well, maybe they read the text and then they put the phone down like I often do, and they forgot to respond to you, and they just need a reminder. So just those are just a couple of the cognitive distortions um, that ADHDers do go through. We disqualify the positive a lot, and we use should statements all the time. Friends, shoulding all over yourself does you no good. You are only creating shame in yourself and more rejection, fear by shoulding yourself. I should have done this. I should be doing that. Why? Because if you really, really thought you should be doing it, you probably would be doing it. The other part of it is if you're not doing it and you think you should be doing it, journal about why you might not be doing it. Because just saying, well, I should really just be doing this and then continuing to do whatever it is that you're doing that you feel is not productive isn't going to help any. Those are the types of um, toxic cognitive distortions, toxic negative thinking that we want to stay away from because it can get us to spin and spiral into overwhelm. And we don't like overwhelm. We want to stay away from overwhelm because overwhelm and spinning for ADHD is exhausting to our brains. It really is. Hey, listener. If you're enjoying this show, you should totally subscribe to it so that you can see when new episodes pop right up into your feed. In Spotify, if you go up at the top and hit click follow, it'll notify you every time there's a new episode. Then, really quick, as you're listening to this, right under the follow little um, bubble, there's a rating bubble. If you could just rate this podcast and give some feedback, possibly maybe answer the poll question that's underneath the podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. I hope that you're enjoying whatever you're doing today or tonight. Have a great one. So a few other thoughts or lies that our brain, ADHD brains, like to tell us. And these are not necessarily cognitive distortions. They're actually more specific to the ADHD brain. Um, One of them is... Oh, I don't have to do that right now. I can do that tomorrow. If you say that today, you're more likely to say it tomorrow. And that's when that procrastination cycle kicks in. So, it's a little sneaky there. Another one is, 
well, I don't really have to do that right now, especially if the task isn't that important, especially if it's something like journaling and you don't feel like you have anything to journal about. And so you just put it off and then you just don't do it. Those types of habits that we've put in place, we've put in place for a reason. So putting them off just because you don't feel like doing it, it's going to make you feel off later, whether you think so or not. I mean, if it happens to you, I promise you, you might, you will feel the feeling of feeling off. Um, this week has been a long week for me personally. I went back and started teaching and this is where I'm going to let you in on the big brain hack friends, because if it wasn't for my ADHD focused community and my coach, Kristen Carter, I would be as stressed out and overwhelmed as I usually am when I start the school year. And I'm not. I usually have super mad anxiety right before meet and greet night. But guess what? I was absolutely calm. I was absolutely at peace. And I had no anxiety really leading up to it at all. I was very comfortable during it, and I didn't feel nervous talking to the parents like I normally do. And here's where I'm going to let you in on what I did and why it helps. Our brains are not meant to store all of the thoughts that come to our brain. A thought is just a sentence in your brain. I'm going to repeat that for emphasis. A thought is a sentence in your brain you get to choose whether you believe want to keep or want to throw out the thought i know it sounds kooky but stay with me if you keep a thought like i suck at organizing do you think that you will ever get better at organizing or if you replaced that thought with the thought like I could be good at organizing how does that make you do you think at that point you might be able to improve organization because I'm going to tell you right now I used to have the all or nothing thought of I'll always be an anxious person who's always anxious for things like this and I'm not anymore because I know that my thoughts cause emotions. Mm-hmm. Those thoughts that you, that you can decide to think or not, they cause emotions. Because that thought that I said, I am always disorganized or I'll never be organized. How does it make you feel? Say it out loud. And then saying, I could be organized. That's a different thought that you can intentionally choose to have. And it creates a different feeling, doesn't it? Just like, I don't have, why, I don't have to be anxious about starting school. I don't have to be overwhelmed with this. I know what I'm doing. That's the thought that I choose to think. Our thoughts lead to emotions. Our thoughts and emotions are connected. So when you think a negative thought, Positive emotion's not going to come out of that. That's, 
That's not even math. That's just common sense. I'm bad at math. That's just common sense. When you think, and I'm not even saying a positive thought because I could be organized, isn't necessarily positive. It's more so neutral and accepting. That can create more positive results and feelings than you think. And I kind of skipped ahead of myself there because I'm too excited to share. So our thoughts create our emotions, which in turn drive our actions or inaction, no action. And that creates our results. So if you didn't catch that kind of from beginning to end, I'm going to simplify it. You create your own results by what you choose to believe in your brain and what you choose not to, what you choose to throw out and say, nah, I'm not going to keep that thought. Thanks, brain, for offering it, but it was kind of funny. I'm not going to think that. Just like I am no longer ever going to think that I'm going to be the most organized teacher because... I will never be the most organized teacher. That's just that's magical thinking. I can be a more organized teacher, though. And I've already started by becoming more of a minimalist. And that's a positive emotion. And within that, I had a classroom set up tonight for parents to come to, meet and greet me, ask me questions. I was very comfortable explaining to them all of these things because the emotions that are attached to my job are positive. I love teaching. I love coaching and I love doing this podcast. I love teaching people of all ages, types. I love teaching adults with ADHD. I love teaching adults with anxiety and I love teaching preschool. I love being that first positive experience in a child's life. And with this new knowledge, I can bring it down to a preschool level. When a child is thinking something, I can teach them that they don't have to believe the thought in their brain if it's negative. And that's empowering to me. So I want to know what's empowering to you. I want you to think about this for a bit. Think about the situations in your life. Because situations don't cause your feelings. People don't cause your feelings. Your actions cause your feelings. Your thoughts cause your feelings. Your results create emotions and experiences that you can connect. So if all you've created thus far is negative results from negative thoughts and negative emotions it's it's not it's not you it's not it's a, I mean, it's a, this is a major brain hack that i am just learning works so well so here here's here's just kind of a rundown of how to do this write down on a piece of paper all of the feelings that you're feeling set a timer for like 5 minutes and just write And then when you're done, when the timer goes off, read it and pick a thought out of there that you don't really like. That you're like, hmm, that's a sentence that doesn't sound like, I don't want to believe that. And I challenge you to write down how you would like to feel instead. 
and what you would need to think to feel that. And see what kind of different results that might create for you. I'm going to give you an example between maybe last year, a couple of years ago, and this year. So for me, a lot of thoughts that my brain would offer are, oh my goodness, these parents are going to think I'm so young. They're going to think I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my gosh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. See how the thought of these parents are going to think I'm young turns into a feeling of I don't know what I'm doing. I do know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for eight years. I can open a preschool classroom and teach children to love learning. And I know that I can and I know that I do. So when I thought download that... And then I thought, download, you know, instead of thinking that, I think I do know what I'm doing. And these parents are going to see that by how confident I am. That's a thought I choose to believe. And that, that emotion is power. Empowered. I feel empowered when I think that thought. Do you want to know the actions that come from somebody who feels empowered? Those are very, very confident actions. Actions that lead my parents to say they're very comfortable with sending their child to school on Monday and that they're excited for the growth that they're going to see in their kid in this next year. Instead of them ask, having a ton of questions because I haven't prepared. I answered all their questions with the materials that I had out and by just talking with them about what I do. Instead of being anxious and writing up a bunch of little scripts or doing things that I used to do that really just wasted a bunch of my time instead of just thinking it through and letting go of and throwing out those negative, untrue thoughts and replacing them with true thoughts that I really did believe because you have to be careful. You can't just put a thought in there that's that says something that you don't believe. I know I'm a good teacher. I believe I'm a good teacher. That's why I feel empowered. If saying your new thought doesn't make you feel a positive emotion, it's too magical thinking at this point. And you need to aim a little bit more neutral with how you want to feel about it and what you need to think to feel that way. Just remember that your situation causes a thought, in turn an emotion arises, and then from that emotion it drives action or inaction, which creates your results. So, I would love to hear if any of my listeners try this, what you got out of it. Hop at Abby on Instagram. I'm at authenticallyADHD underscore Carmen underscore iRace. And message, just message me. What did you think about this major brain hack after a little heavy uh, cognitive distortions, ADHD brains, and how they lie to us. Um, I would love to hear um, from you and how the process kind of turned out for you when you tried it for the first time. 
it might not turn out the way that you thought, but it took me a lot of practice. Just like anything new that you learn, it's going to take some practice. So with that said, I'm going to close out here because it's really should be time for me to start winding down for bed. But I was super excited to share this major brain hack with you. So stay authentic, my friends. Until next time. Are you an adult with ADHD who is looking for a program or community to become a part of? Well, I have the answer. Visit IHaveADHD.com slash focused and join the focused program. If you want my link to get some money off, let me know. It has changed my life. Let me know if you want my coupon code for $50 off your membership to focused the program for adhd adults led by kristen carter